Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And back with us today is our special guest from the Never Ending Minute and Return to Oz Minute, Tierney. Hi, there was a tomorrow. I'm back. <laughs> Yay. We made, it. we made it. Welcome back. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm in a different room, so this is weird. I've never podcast from this room before, but we'll see how it goes. What could go wrong? Certainly nothing for Phil. <laughs> yeah. We welcome you back to the show. And and today we are going to be talking about Minute 16. All right. So in, in Minute 16, Phil has ventured outside of the van and is seeing what's going on. The, uh, the nice officer is letting him know that the road is closing because of the big blizzard moving in. Uh, Phil doesn't seem to understand the concept of, of weather and the difference between <laughs> reporting the weather and making the weather. And <laughs> given the choice, given the choice between freezing to death and heading back to Punxsutawney, he's going to think about it. Oh, and God. we finish up with uh, with a phone call. <laughs> it's such a good minute, guys. This is this is the best minute. It's so good. Like there are so many good lines in this. It's insane. <laughs> All right, you want you want to take the lead on this? Yeah, you you go. Tell it. Take it. Take us to the minute. <sighs> All right. Uh, so he gets out of the car. He goes into the officer. I have a little bit of a problem with this officer who claims that they're just closing the road because of the weather, even though there's a truck clearly in distress behind him. Like mm-hmm. they're they're closing the road because there's been some sort of accident, not because of a blizzard. But anyway, moving past that, moving past that, because then Phil says. <laughs> What blizzard? It's just a couple of things. <laughs> like everything, everything he says while he's cold is absolute gold. <laughs> His little like weather speech that he gives. And I anyway, you just you can't take someone who declares I am the weather seriously. Right. Especially when they can barely get it out because they're shivering. Yeah. He's not really selling that line any more than he sold his line back at back in Punxsutawney. Yeah, when you're when you're sh- clearly shivering, and yeah, no, reporting the weather doesn't mean you make the weather. I just love it because it reminds. Like I was a very stubborn child, and I can absolutely see me yeah. delivering to this. What blizzard? I don't need a coat. Yeah, I could. Yeah, really the thing going out. Like I don't need a coat. I'm not cold. I'm fine. <laughs> But there's no denying because so there, the the drive from Pittsburgh to Punxsutawney, what was it like eighty miles? It's only about an hour and a half drive. At this point, they're presumably closer to Punxsutawney than they are to Pittsburgh. They're not that far out of town, and as we saw when they left, like it wasn't even snowing at all in Punxsutawney. So probably over the course of maybe fifteen twenty minutes. It went from no snow and clean road to it looks like there's several inches of buildup here. So like oh, yeah. for him to be like, oh, this is just a couple of flakes. Well, it's it's this little thing called comedy, yes. but <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, no, the, I you know I can understand with the trooper. I what I, what I what I got inferred from is that yes, there is a trailer that's jackknife behind me, 
But that's not like even if once, even if after like the forty minutes or whatever it's going to take us to reset this truck, like we've already mm-hmm. closed the roads. Like we're not going to allow anyone to pass, even after like even if you waited for us to clear yeah. this truck. So I assume that the whole thing is that like you're no one's going to be allowed on the highways except like national guard. Maybe like it's this is so bad. It's a uh, it's it's state emergency. See, there. it bothers me though because that's not how you cl- like this is. <sighs> This is a road closure because of an accident, not a road closure because of the like. If it was because of the snow, there's a way they have to be letting you off the road or something like that. I, I don't know. It just really bothers me. <laughs> um, but I, I do think I have a little bit of an explanation because I know there's a lot more snow here than there was on the ground. Even we saw as they were driving out of Punxsutawney. Wow, that's hard to say. You guys are really giving it your all on this podcast. I'm impressed. Yeah, we, we're um, going to say Punxsutawney a lot. Yeah. But I, um, so I grew up in the Northeast. I lived in Connecticut. My dad was one of nine kids and his entire family lived within 10 hours of each other between Maryland and Maine. And we were exactly in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot of road trips <laughs> on I-95 and I remember how seriously my father took the what direction the storm was moving in. Where had it started snowing already? What were we driving toward? You know, like I remember being told, like we have to beat the storm, <laughs> and it became like this mission, like we must drive faster because the storm is behind us, following us up the East Coast. If we're like driving home from Maryland, mm-hmm. and it, it was a whole thing of. No, you have to be. So I, I totally buy that they drove into this area where all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's it's been snowing here for a while. There's three to four inches on the ground. Yeah. And apparently a jackknife truck that the officer is in denial about. I'm sorry, I'm not going over it. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And you so- can't just close the road. Like they have to get people off the road. Well, yeah. So what's yeah? What there's. There's a lot going on this this road and like what's going on with these cars that are now stuck behind the truck that's sideways in this, you know, under the overpass and there's just more cars coming up behind them. Like, where are these folks just waiting out the waiting out the storm in their cars? Where are they going? I mean, he makes it sound like those cars all need to turn around and get off at the previous exit. And that's. Very unsafe. <laughs> so, where are they going to go? Now, just, I, I want to make a quick remark about um, about this police officer or state trooper, whoever, who's um, actually listed in the, the, um, in the closed captions, listed as commander. Someone and this is actually, it's not. They? Yeah. Do, does he call him commander? Yeah. What is a commander? That's how he, like, he says as he works out. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So Phil says commander. Um, Yeah. So the commander, the voice we hear is actually not the voice of the commander we see that this was, uh, they didn't like this, uh, you know, this, this actor, they didn't like his voice. So they, they revoiced him as they say uh, later. And I only mentioned it because the person doing the voice is Rennie Santoni. And the interesting thing about Rennie Santoni is he was Poppy on Seinfeld, the the guy with the pizza place who Jerry sees leaving the restroom and not washing his hands. 
before going to make pizza. And then Jerry won't eat the pizza. I guess every right to seeing that. <laughs> yeah. So that's so the voice we hear is is Rennie Santoni. Um, but then he's he's got the, the great setup. Pal, you got moisture on your head. Now you can go back to Punxsutawney or you can go ahead and freeze to death. It's your choice. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's such a great line. And it's it's an obvious callback to um to Jack Benny, who would do who had a little skit where he was, you know, in the original, he was getting mugged. And the thief was your money or your life. And he would pause and be like, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a, a a cute little comedic callback, a tip of the hat there. But Bill yeah, Murray is so good in this minute. Just, oh my God. I just, I'm not getting over everything he says in his cold voice is hysterical. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect comedy. Now this, he could sell the, 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 his little closing bit at, at Punxsutawney that we remarked on mm-hmm. yesterday that he couldn't sell or didn't make it sound like he's exciting. This he's he's really acting cold. This he is selling. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But every, every one of these lines wow. is great. And then we cut to, um, we see the van outside. They're in a gas station, obviously. Phil's on the phone trying to get an outside line. Here's <laughs> my question. What is he trying? I, I, I still don't understand. What is he making the call to or for? Like, um, that's where I was. Like, I, he, gets a, he gets a long distance line. Who is he going to call to let them know that he's not you know, is that Is he trying to call the studio to let them know he won't be there? Or is he trying to? Call for a helicopter <laughs> or a plane? Don't give him like, ideas. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, Those are all good questions. Oh what is he going to do? Uh-huh. Let's say, yeah, he gets through. And I I, I don't – yeah, maybe he's trying to call the, the station to let them know. But I think at this point, from what he's saying we, and from what we know of Phil, he's more worried about himself than, mm-hmm. than the station or anything else um, because yeah. he's a, a celebrity in an emergency – but like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> yeah, I, that's because my first assumption would have been, oh, of course he's calling the station and trying to get them to send someone for him. Maybe I. You're right; it doesn't really make. But any the roads are closed. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe does does. Yeah. He, maybe he's trying to call like a snowplow company and thinking, well, <laughs> I'll hire a snowplow. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe there's a snowplow Uber that I'll just. <laughs> that I can hire to plow the yeah. 80 miles to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, we can't yeah. we can't miss his uh well not last great line of the minute, but his other great question about satellites. We all learned something to uh, this minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently there's weather in space. <laughs> Is it snowing in space? <laughs> and in the background we see someone shoveling, and I'm just calling it out because the man shoveling is wearing what I call a Pete and Pete hat. Yes. And this is a 1993 movie. So that just felt really appropriate to point out. It checks out. It checks out here. It's very accurate. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't notice the hat, but I did notice the guy and he's just, it's good work. You know, it's, it's a small part, but, and he's probably not shoveling anything. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's scraping along the ground. He's certainly selling. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm shoveling here. (laughs) 
watch me shovel, <laughs> get my moment. Yeah, it's funny. This minute is full of so many good lines and Bill Murray is so great in it. And it just reminds me that my family, especially the women in my family, have always been very conflicted on whether or not we like Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Because he made Gilda Rander sad. Oh, And we are team Gilda 100%. But at the same time, he's so good. It's like, oh, hmm. Maybe maybe you're just a bad boyfriend. (laughs) But yeah, you see a minute like this and you're like, no, this guy is a comedic genius. So I never know. I never know where to come down. And I mentioned last time I was on that really great quip he has about liking movie acting. Mm -hmm. And then you read other things he said. and It's like, wow, you just sound like the world's biggest jerk sometimes. Yeah, he sounds like the guy like he's he's lots of fun at a party. Like he's the guy you want crashing your wedding or whatever. He's he's lots of fun. But you don't necessarily want. You know, you're not I don't know about like being in a relationship with him or even like being like a regular friend. But yeah, you're not necessarily hanging out all day like Sunday afternoon. But if you're at a party Saturday night and you see him, you're like, all right, the life of the party's here. And that's that's one of the things Ramis uh, comments on that the the actor in this part really needs to sell it, that he's got to be believable as this jerk in the beginning. But we also need to buy him as the more generous guy, the nicer guy at the end. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, like I think you, you you're you're touching on that. That Bill Murray has those qualities that we can buy him both ways. He can be the good Phil and the bad yeah. Phil. It was interesting. I was reading how many different people they considered for Phil and were like, no, he's too nice. He's too nice. And some of them, like I, I saw Tom Hanks mention him like, yeah, I, I see that. And then I forget who it was, but there was someone like, no, that person's definitely played a jerk since. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I would actually like to see a, a, a Tom Hanks take on this. Like, just kind of him being rude to Mrs. Lancaster and all that, like all that passive aggressiveness. Man. Hmm. Yeah, because he he actually, he does it. I'm trying to think if there's, if it's been like a uh, like an actual movie or like a, um, like a regular TV show. I know Hanks has certainly done it on skits on Saturday Night Live when, he, when he's the guest on uh, SNL that they'll have him in skits where he kind of plays an a-hole just to play off type. Because he's yeah. usually the nice guy or the hero of of the movie, so uh, I, I could see him having fun if you know if they ever do a remake, which they should never, never, ever do. Um, <laughs> we are not suggesting no. that. <laughs> Want to be very clear and on the um, record. <laughs> although there is uh, there is the Broadway musical. They did make a Groundhog Day musical on Broadway that I haven't seen, but I've heard good things about. I don't know if. I don't know if Tom Hanks can sing. Maybe he could. He could play <laughs> Phil in that in the in the Broadway musical version. Can they just like? But yeah, so just record it. I'm resisting the urge to Google. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they should just put it on DVD and send it to us so we can do a review. That's what I think I, that they should do. I think we've earned it. That seems fair. Because yeah. like I know. Do you know how many times you guys know they're not going to? Sorry, but you know they're not going to let us bring our microphones into the theater. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, hey, we either bring our money to the theater or you give us the you record it, give us the DVD, and we'll do a minute by minute. One, one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I want to mention, I think we're getting into um in this minute, so we're 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 still a couple minutes away from the days actually repeating. We've still got a couple more minutes of of this first 
of the February mm-hmm. seconds to go. But I think we're we're starting to touch on um, a theme that's going to be coming up and up again, and that is that what you know through the course of this movie, we will see Phil at his worst and at his best. Mm-hmm. And the the thing I want to point out is that the best day of Phil's life and the worst day of Phil's life, they're all the same day. The only difference between the best and the worst is Phil. Like the weather's the same, the town's the same, everyone else is going to be the same. The only difference is internally is what does he do with that day? Mm-hmm. And so I, I bring it up now because you know he was unhappy before, but now we're at the point where this is turning mm-hmm. into maybe not the worst day of his life, but it's it's really going bad for him. He's yeah. thinking this is the worst. Yeah, he would claim this is the worst day mm-hmm. of his life. Yeah. He would definitely think like this is the worst day of of my life, and then but later on, this is going to be the best day of his life. Yeah. But it's the same day. The only thing that changes <laughs> yeah. is Phil. That, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Bring in the deep. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. That no. That, that uh, that's what I that 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 beats for any of my minutes or uh, my notes on this minute. <laughs> yeah, I think because I was reading a little bit more about it because. I saw this movie growing up. I never really thought about Groundhog Day. It just existed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It appeared in my life. Grownups watched it. Kids watched it. And then we all moved up uh, or moved on, grew up, and it's fine. And it's funny, though, because one of my favorite movies, also from the early 90s, is Joe versus the Volcano. And the reason I always claimed it was my favorite was because I watched that as a kid. Mm-hmm. and thought it was really funny. And then I watched it as an adult and was like, there is a lot of symbolism and stuff going on in this movie that I did not pick up on when I was seven or whatever it was. And this has a similar feel to it. It's a little more adult, but when you watch it as a kid, you're laughing because like there's a groundhog <laughs> and they drive off, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> not not going to do any spoilers, but you can watch this as an air quotes, older kid. Mm-hmm perfectly enjoy this movie mm-hmm. and not get any of this about like grownups are unhappy and need to find their place <laughs> in the world yeah. to deal with uh ennui and move on. like it's it's just it doesn't even enter your brain you're just observing it on such a superficial level but i think these are the these are the types of movies that really reward rewatching because you do start to pick up on stuff like, oh, Phil is unhappy before the days start repeating. And not just like, oh, I'm unhappy because I'm stuck here. Like we were talking about with him, you know, getting up in the morning and going out to work. He, you know, I forget which of you said it, like Phil is not happy being Phil in his life. (laughs) And that's not something that I picked up on when I was like, 10 watching this because it was what's on it wouldn't be the disney channel movie of the week but you know what i mean like the the family movie that everyone could enjoy (laughs) well yeah and it's nice it is um yeah there's there's really not much there's no violence i guess there's the one time he punches ned and and phil gets slapped a couple times but it's it's like cartoon it's cartoon violence there's certainly no nudity there's no blood there's no gory violence so it is a it is good for kids and it is there's a kind of a a slapstick quality to it. And like the, the romance, it isn't too sweet. It isn't too over the top to kind of turn kids off. And it is kind of a fun movie. And that's where I started with it. Like 
oh, isn't this great? It's it's Bill Murray being, um, you know, being the curmudgeon Bill Murray stuck in this town and he has to do this over and over again. And then eventually he just kind of surrenders and he's nice and, and happy ending. And isn't that swell? And then, yeah. And then after the repeated viewings, kind of thinking about it, like, hey, yeah, like that's kind of, you know, that this is, this is one of the best movies, in my opinion, in terms of a real character arc, like that idea of the character changes, you know, it, it particularly like action films, mm-hmm. like, okay, you've been through like, all right, you won the battle or you won the fight, you beat the bad guy, but did you change? Is there really a character arc or has the character just gone through stuff? Whereas this, like definitely this character has changed. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. Steve. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We all learned to love Groundhog. (laughs) Well, yeah. I wonder about that. So, uh, so growing up, like I knew Groundhog Day. When you, you get a calendar and it's February 2nd, Groundhog Day, and, and the thing about if he sees a shadow, which doesn't make sense because I would I always thought <laughs> if he sees a shadow, that means there's sun. If there's sun, doesn't that isn't that like warmth and spring? Whereas if it's if it's dark, if it's so dark that he isn't doesn't cast a shadow, wouldn't that be more winter? Like it always seemed backwards to me. No, it yep. does. It, yes. it really does. No. Okay, it's not just me. Like the shadow means more winter. That I guess I should. I mean, it, it, okay, it's a groundhog. He's not a meteorologist. The, the lore, you know, but still, it doesn't make sense. The lore of the story does. Yeah, there's like a few missing components to it. <laughs> just, yeah, but oh, like you're. I, I have something. I'll, I'll try. You know, these few these upcoming episodes and weeks, like. You know, we'll we'll do our best. Like we'll look into it. Like trying to figure out like what the what the meaning of it is. Maybe it's maybe it's an older thing that they're not explaining to us <laughs> oh us us normals. You know, us us we're right. we're non Punxsutawneys, so maybe we don't know the secrets. You know, one of you has to do the Linus speech from Charlie Brown Christmas, but with the <laughs> real meaning of Groundhog Day. The real meaning of Groundhog Day. <laughs> Yes. That's what Groundhog Day is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> there you go. That'll be a, that'll be a bonus episode. <laughs> but my point is, the point I'm getting to is that so growing up, I knew about Groundhog Day, but I don't I don't know if I knew about Punxsutawney Phil until the movie came out. I feel like was he really that famous as a Groundhog? Like I knew there was a you know. Kind of like the, you know, when they say, oh, well, they yeah. say, and it's just, who's they? Well, it's just they, like the groundhog. What <laughs> groundhog? Well, you know, there's a groundhog. Like, I don't know when I became aware of there being one specific groundhog. And it may have been this movie. I don't know. So, so like Dave, you probably, well, you know, I, well, I grew up in central Jersey as well, but so we were close. I, I was closer to Punxsutawney than I am now. I've moved up to New England um, since then. But like, so. Like, do you remember hearing about Punxsutawney Phil mm-hmm. until the movie came out? I mean, n- not really. I mean, I-, I really don't remember much about Groundhog Day until after the movie came out. And I said, like, I must have been, I would say, yeah, eight or nine or even ten. And I just, I right. already talked about this earlier, but it was just like, it was like my one teacher. She was like excited because she was young and she was like, oh, me and my friends are all going to Punxsutawney. 
for Groundhog Day. Oh, and it was, wow. I think it was, it was probably 94. It was probably a year after the movie. It probably already got, it probably already got mm-hmm. like, yeah, it already made this, the scene. People were already interested in it as a cult <laughs> following. And I just remember us in like the computer yeah, lab yeah. being like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this is a make it. It's like, we're like four, third, fourth graders. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and that's what it is. Like, we're just like this rodent thing. Like this, like, what does this mean? And you're all excited about it. So that's what I'd see. That's as far back as I can trace Groundhog Day to my memory. Um, and maybe my dad might have said something, but yeah. uh, or maybe like maybe the newspapers, like maybe like funny cartoon comics might have said something. But yeah, that's as far back as I can remember this movie and this 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 day. It's not like I remember <laughs> any other Groundhog being famous, right? And doing it before I became aware. You know, it's not. There wasn't, you know, Norwalk Nelly in Connecticut being taken out of yeah. a trunk and asked if she saw her shadow or not. So it's it's not like there was another groundhog that I thought of, and then this yeah. movie made it famous. It, it, like this has to be the, the famous the groundhog. Gra- and and I'm not and obviously the well not obviously we 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 actually haven't gotten into it yet. We probably should at some point talk about the history of Groundhog Day. It goes way back, and there was uh, when we were back at Gobbler's Knob and. When we return to Gobbler's Knob, we'll see there are banners that I think it's since 1877 or 1897. Like they were, they've been doing this for a long time before before yeah. the movie comes okay. along. I just I don't know if it was as famous as, yeah. uh, as it became. The town, the town. I, I know. I, th- I think going looking. Oh gosh, I gotta look at the dates again. I don't want to say anything yet, but I know the town was definitely older than the tradition. It wasn't like. The town and the tradition were founded very close to each it other. It wasn't like there were like settlers heading west and they were like, well, hey, there's I mean, a groundhog. Let's stay here. Well, like, like, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't like the town was founded on this principle, on this idea. <laughs> so it definitely. So no, the town was there first. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's something we're going to have to investigate. How, you know, if this town was built somewhere, maybe in the late 1700s and then somewhere in the 1800s, this, this, this tradition started. You know, how, how did we get to there? You know, how did we get uh, those decades? Who decided that, hey, we should have this ritual, this celebration of a day and then a groundhog tells us the mm-hmm. weather. So that's something we're to work yeah, on, Trump. Yeah, something to look forward to uh, for future episodes. Podcasters' uh, research is never done. <laughs> no, apparently not. But I think we are... I think we are just about done uh, with minute 16. Mm-hmm. I think that's, well, that's all I have for my notes. Yeah. Uh, Tierney, it's, Dave. It's yeah, I'm not snowing in space. And I think you're about to get the resolution. <laughs> yeah, we, we already said the resolution, but I love that. Like, don't you have a line open for cele- uh, emergencies or celebrities? He goes, I'm both. I'm both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the, the funny, yeah, all of, just Phil's got great lines. And, and so one last thing is um, during the director's commentary, Ramus is just like we are gushing over <laughs> how good the lines are. And then he kind of says, you know, I love these lines. And that's probably because I wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> but he is like, just, you can kind of hear the smirk and the, like the self-satisfaction of like, that's, okay. that's funny. I, I, I did that. <laughs> and you know what? If I wrote something that funny, I would be proud as well. See, I am like beaming. I'm like, I have something in common with Harold Ramis. <laughs> and like, that's a whole nother level of pathetic. Um, 
it's it's before this time, but to take you slightly or very off minute, I don't know if it's a Netflix movie or what, but a stupid and futile gesture, which is a movie about the guys who founded uh, Mad Mag uh, National Lampoon, yes, Mad oh. Magazine, and it is fabulous. Okay. And Harold Ramis is a character in it, and um, it shows him directing Caddyshack, and I forget who plays him, but it's it was quite wonderful. And of course, reviewing this, and now that I'm thinking about Harold Ramis, yeah, that that just came to mind. I was like, I must put this out into the universe. If you haven't heard of yeah. this, give it a try. You know what? I I got I I haven't seen it. It's one of those things that's kind of hovering on the edges of my to do list. It's yeah for folks that didn't catch it it's a it's a film called a futile and stupid gesture and it's it's mainly I think the main character is Doug Kenny. Uh, yes. Doug Kenny. Will, Will Forte is Doug. Yeah, Kenny. so so Doug Kenny um one of the guys from Animal House, Stork, the 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 um the fraternity brother that everyone thought was mentally deficient. Um, but he was a writer. I think he was like a co-writer of Caddyshack and, and just a lot of those, a lot of the National Lampoon stuff and a lot of the movies that, um, that Harold Ramis was involved with and Bill Murray and, and, um, all those guys, a great writer who, um, I don't know the full story, but died young. Um, but yeah, so a, a futile and stupid gesture, um, which I will have to make a point. Of of watching, and now that I hear that, yeah, that that uh, yeah. that Ramis plays a yeah. a part um, in it as well, I'll, I'll definitely have to make sure I check that out. Just because I pulled it up on IMDb for those curious, John Daly plays Bill Murray in it. Okay, um, I can see that. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't mean anything to me, but it might mean something to other people. So I thought I'd throw that out there to bring it back to Bill Murray and <laughs> what I'm actually supposed to be talking about with you guys. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I, I think that's it for minute 16. Thank you listeners for, for hanging out with us for another week. And so, so Tierney, if the folks out there want to hear more from you, where can they find you? Uh, The easiest way is I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, but I'm on Twitter at one steel sister, O N E S T E E L E S I S T E R. And my profile has links to all the minute by minute shows that I've been involved with. And like, if I guessed on something, I'll tweet about it. So if you like the dulcet tones of my voice, <laughs> that that is a way. Now, you'll also hear a lot about what politics I follow and cute dogs that I see. <laughs> but that, that's kind of the catch all place. Um, and then I'm always around in the different movies by minutes groups on Facebook. I think that's. 99% of what I do on Facebook these days, it's just so much better than most of the rest of the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I, I wrapped Return to Oz Minute. We finished the never ending story minute by minute. We are going to cover the sequels and um, probably do a couple interviews and stuff, but that'll be more sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I started the research on MASH Minute. I'm learning a lot about Robert Altman and that's the next big project on the horizon. So Yeah. There'll definitely be updates there. All right. And I, I want to put a little plug in for Return to Oz and Return to Oz Minute. <laughs> I don't think it's it's not a very well-known movie. I know I hadn't heard of it uh, before the podcast, but it is wonderfully crazy. 
It is a <laughs> sequel of sorts to the 1939, I believe it is, a yeah. musical with Judy Garland, but they not a musical. But not a musical, <laughs> not by Warner Brothers. They don't have the property. They bought the Ruby Slippers, but everything else is more faithful to the books. Mm-hmm. Plural, because it's a combination <laughs> of multiple, uh, two of um, Baum's original, uh, Frank Baum's original Oz books, yeah. but it's it stars a, what, 11-year-old yeah. Caruza Ball? Yeah, she was like 10, 10 during filming. Just it's her, or it's her first yeah, film. Yeah, her first feature film, and it's 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 woman. wonderful. So if you haven't seen it, check it out, and then listen to the podcast. And it's just a yeah. fun time. It is. It's it's a good time. It's a good time for the whole family. And speaking of good times for the whole family, uh, we have a website mm-hmm. that's groundhogminute.com, and you can check that out and learn all about the the podcast that you're listening to. And you can also join us on Facebook, where we've got Gobbler's Knob, the Groundhog Minute listeners group. And we are also on Twitter, at Groundhog Minute. So that is it for us this week. Thank you for listening. And we will see you tomorrow, if there is one. I make the weather. (laughs) You got moisture on your head there. (laughs) I'm thinking. (laughs) Did I sound cold? I tried to shiver. I don't know how well that came out.